friends, and welcome back for another exciting episode of Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast where we cover all of the interesting and controversial things in wrestling. And this week we are discussing WWE and AEW. And we've got the WWE draft going on right now. We have AEW building up to double or nothing, all in and all out. Yeah. All within, <laughs> what, we've got like two months. That's that's a whole, yeah, that's a whole yeah. thing to talk about to begin with. Um, and we've got... Like I said, we got the or the WWE draft that is just mixing everything up in WWE right now. Kind of makes Monday night kind of. I'm actually really... kind of looking forward to it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. For once, <laughs> it's been uh, a while. This SmackDown was by far the best SmackDown they've had. It was great. It was ages. entertaining. Um, the draft was a little bit weird because I typically like when we bring out some presenters to do the entire thing or maybe explain a little bit more as to who picked what uh so basically yeah. it started off or with triple h and why? yeah it was kind of weird it started off with triple h and he was um going over the first round picks and, and the rules and the, all that other stuff yeah still didn't, he still didn't explain that each each brand was gonna have two picks per round yes they did not explain a whole lot but they also didn't explain who was picking what because basically triple h would say smackdown picks this right. person raw picks this so they never there was no like no backstage GM. deliberation or gm or anything like so that. so my my theory is adam pierce is just frantically sitting in an office by himself with one microphone on the left and one microphone on the right and one blue one red and he's just like pulling <laughs> names like uh this person's going to raw this person's going to smackdown uh it just and i just think adam pierce finally yeah. getting finally getting his chance to be like okay i can get rid of a b and c problem child and split this group up so that i don't have to deal with this shit anymore but i mean after after it's the like draft, a teacher I, with his, his children you yeah know? but after the draft i don't know if that could be true because they had some teams go in full chunks and none of them got split up and it's very no interesting. what was really interesting was triple h made it really seem to be like we're shaking it up like mm -hmm. any tag team could be you know split anything like that any faction could be split and as far as smackdown this week Nothing happened. Um, but before we get into all of the WWE draft, let's quickly go over all things AEW. Uh, I can't say enough good things about everything AEW lately. Dynamite yeah, has been I've... so entertaining, so consistently good. Not that Rampage isn't, but Dynamite has just been the thing that me personally, I always look forward to. And within the next couple of weeks, they're only adding to the excitement for me mm -hmm. because we have this fantastic rivalry between the Blackpool Combat Club and the Elite. Um, I'm personally loving the absolute shit out of this. It's kind of like reminiscent towards like an attitude era kind of thing where you right. have a very dominant uh, heel faction full of that's some of the absolute, best wrestlers in the world. That's been truthfully. running amok in this company. Like, I don't and mean really that in a well. bad way. Yeah. They went from dominating and being, you know, individual wrestlers that did so well and then coming into this faction and they're just they don't literally stop. running everybody over. They I love stop. it. They attack people in the back and, you know, even, it was a couple weeks ago they ended up attacking Stu Grayson. Oh, uh, like, oh, it's just business, and they just beat the shit out of him backstage. Eva Lono went to the hospital. Yep. Don Callis, oh my god, that well, was I think, awful. I think that was a great way. Like this whole thing kind of stems from that. You know, they had uh, Hangman and all that, and Don Callis got caught in the crossfire, and you know, nobody wants to see anybody get hurt. Don't get me wrong; it, it, it was very unfortunate. Don Callis split his head open, bad, bad. Like you thought Finn Balor's head was split open. This is, you know, an, a man that's probably on blood thinners that yeah, doesn't right? need to be splitting his head like this. <laughs> Not quite as young as Finn Balor is, um, but he, in a freak accident, fell in a segment 
Hit some equipment. Hit some equipment. Yeah. And, and I mean, from forehead to eyebrow, split his do- his dome open. And they've been kind of playing into that a little bit. Last week, they had Kenny Omega cut a promo on John Moxley in the BCC over you hurt my family, you put my friend in the or my and my mentor in the hospital, um, and basically I'm going to make you pay. So this week rolls around and. Uh, uh, the, uh, it wasn't even the elite. It was just Kenny Omega. He's all by himself, which very rarely happens nowadays. Goes in the ring, calls out John Moxley. They come out and start attacking, and just this whole thing with the screwdriver and the and now we've got Takeshita added into into this. As he's yeah, been kind he's of coming teased. out and ha- uh, helping Kenny. Thanks to Don Callis again. Yeah, Don with coming it, full circle. The airport and I love that. <laughs> I mean, it, it couldn't be maybe dropping cinnamon buns off at his house. Right, cinnamon right. buns off his house, you know. Um, but they've they've added Takeshita. Is this like, well, you know, he's just up and coming star. Yeah, he has history with Kenny Omega in DDT Pro. Yes, he has and the Young with Bucks, the Young Bucks, and just the elite in general. But he also has the potential, like the, 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 he's just, he's young, he's smart, yep. he's athletic. And from the beginning like of the tank. year, we were basically told that this is going to be a year that we're building up to Kesha. And I think right. it's great. And they're doing a really great job of building him up. I mean, a few months ago we went to ROH and it's so funny. He seemed like such a humble guy. Like mm-hmm. he came out for ROH and this was the first two uh, tapings of the Tony Khan regime of ROH and he and came probably, out and we didn't know we like were there probably, were no we matches were probably announced like 80 90 people there deep like, yeah honest to God, and he walked out and everybody lost their shit and he was like he broke so humbly second, yeah. like happy that people were excited to see him and it's just crazy because he's so good but he hasn't like got a f- big head about it so I, I, nice. love I love him I love him he's I mean, great that, that's something that I think uh, Japanese wrestlers that grow into that that wrestling that started NJPW, DD Pro, Noah, yeah. Stardom, all those, all those, uh, AAJP. I don't even know if they're still around anymore. Um, but all of these wrestling promotions, like they really drill that into you out there as, as a sport. It's a, yes, it's, it's more than, uh, uh, an entertainment value like it's, right. it's something to be honorable about well and you come out with like plain clothes and you don't have any gear and you like yep, slowly have, get that njpw is famous for having that young i love that where you you start off in black trunks and black shoes and as you progress as you get more experienced as as, as you get more respect in your particular dojo or your particular training camp you know, you get knee pads, you get elbow pads, you get uh, a, a, a nickname, you get... Yeah, it's like uh, a respect thing. You have to earn it. And I think that's maybe why they come off so humble is they is. had to and earn I, their I, spot, you know? They really do. You have to go in and do the work. These guys aren't just wrestling matches and then going home and partying. They're staying after and cleaning and they're breaking down the ring. pads and they're breaking <laughs> down the ring and they're sweeping up, you know, people's trash that they leave behind and... It gives them a better respect for the for the art, right? You know what I mean? Because you, you do you see a lot of American uh, wrestlers that come up, and it is it's an art to them. It's this, it's that. But then you see some of these guys that it is an art to them. But then when they get done with that art, they're pieces of shit outside of it. Mm-hmm. Whereas I believe in 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 his culture where he grew up. It was driven more of you don't be a piece of shit, even though this is you it's an it. entertainment, you know, yeah. show like you, you, you respect it. Like you said, you right. respect the profession as an art at all times. Exactly. You earn that right. One thing that was really cool and, and humbling is somebody as big as like Mike Bailey when uh, WrestleMania weekend happened and all those different promotions did all the oh my God, pay-per-views did. and shows and Mike Bailey did like eight matches that week. I, I think it was more I think it was more like 15. It, it probably was but I do remember hearing like a story about him that days. after one of the pay-per-views he stayed and broke down the ring. Yep. 
Like that's really cool that, that people you... even like that aren't too big to stay and and help the show close right. up and make sure everything's good. You know, you'd think that they would hop in the back, take their shower and walk out and go to the next thing, but no. they're still humble enough to to be like that. So right. it's really cool. So right. uh, I love Takesha and the Elite. I think this is great. Um and it's, it's set up for a steel gauge match, which is going to be May 10th between on John Dynamite. Between and, and... By God, Kenny Omega. I mean, we're going to see the return of the rivalry that came to a head at Revolution 2021 with the barbed wire exploding death match that didn't quite end the way that they were hoping. But man, that was... I I'm think not it's good, though. That was one of those matches... 95% of that match, we were all like sitting on the edge of our seat. Like, what are they going to do? What yeah. are they going to do? And... I'm glad to see one of the most violent feuds that has happened in AEW get rekindled. Right. And only be the beginning of something that's probably going to be yeah. into. If this, if they don't do, if they do something with, if they don't do something with the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, CM Punk, and FTR at All In, I have a feeling that this rivalry that we're looking at between BCC and the Elite are gonna is gonna be at all in like the crescendo. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. The, the I don't know what final, that's gonna mean, but yeah. for all of these guys, it can't just be like a normal fight. You know what no, I mean? It's no, got to be some gotta, crazy stipulation. But, that's and, how Kenny and John are. And who else better than the Young Bucks? To be honest with you, in a gimmick match, I mean, they've had of course countless matches between ladder matches, table matches that uh, steel cage, the steel cage with the Pentabros, Pentabros with the Lucha <laughs> Bros. I mean, that was by far that was one of I think that's if my favorite AEW match, match back then. I mean, yeah, it just these guys deliver every single time they get put in the they spotlight do. like they, them or hate them they know how to perform yep. they know how to make things entertaining if you hate flippy floppy wrestling that's great but you cannot deny gotta appreciate the amount it, you know? of effort these guys put into every they single do. One of they do they love the sport and it's just like we said they love the sport yes they own the company but they love the sport they yeah this, these are a pair of brothers that grew up Loving the art, loving yeah. these styles, it's loving like the Hardy Boys. They grew up doing this stuff, and you know their backyard. Yeah, and that's that's you know, and it's it shows into this. And it's, <laughs> I mean, for anybody that shits on the on on the Young Bucks for doing anything that they've done, I, I don't get it. It's a shame. And speaking of the Hardy Boys, what a time to be alive! Jeff Hardy is back. He said he has retired from you know being a shithead. Up. Uh, I wish him nothing but the best. Coffee and wrestling's here for here to support you, Jeff. I hope you have a great last run in AEW. Yeah, but he said that this is going to be the Hardy Boys final tag run. Now, does that mean there might be a singles in between? Who knows? But I mean, that's that's a pretty big pretty big statement. It is. The Hardy Boys no longer going to be a tag team or not that they're not going to be a tag team, but this will be their I mean, final. I what a staple. Oh my what a God. staple of my childhood. Revolutionize the tag division. Oh, absolutely. Worldwide. W- what a fun concept. Talk about we're talking about BCC and the elite. I am absolutely loving the firm and the the Hardy Boys and Isaiah. Now you can, private you, party. I, I just I'm so into this, and it might be the underdog a little right. bit, but they went so far into dark, like putting a lot of dark matches you in the storyline and in, in Twitter and the behind yep. the scenes. And you made me put my foot in my mouth over this one because I have been a proponent of one. One of those people that just does not believe AEW has had good storytelling, long-term storytelling. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this was planned or if this just fell to the wayside and it didn't quite get the steam that it needed to until recently. But they've been building this storyline up through Dark, through Elevation, 
Rampage, Dynamite. Like I said, on social media, too. They're putting in the work on there, too. They've had Hook come in and and spice it up. They have had Ethan Page be a good guy, then a bad guy, and then a good guy, and now back to a bad guy. Bless Stokely Hathaway for making (laughs) it so entertaining every week. I laugh my ass off so hard at that guy. I just can't. And and the firm (laughs) themselves, for being... For being a faction that was put together to de- explain why MJF made it back into the to the limelight of the title picture. Right. From that to being almost a non-existent faction due right. to CM Punk's actions at All Out. Yeah, a lot of bad th- a lot of things happened to just try to really beat down the firm. It really derailed you them know? pretty bad, but I, I'm I'm glad to see that they're back kind of in the fold. All four of the guys are tremendously talented mm-hmm. i mean even stokely hathaway as being just a manager is every time he picks up the mic or he's on a promo i love it that's entertaining I, I'm laughing. what was he saying uh, something about applebee's uh they <laughs> isaiah cassidy had been missing <laughs> missing for a couple days a week and matt hardy finally got because you know how wrestlers communicate they don't call each other no they don't you no. know they don't have an hr department that they can get a hold of yeah, somebody you wait till the next live show you, you wait till the next live show <laughs> and then you wait until you have an interview and you pull up the tv feed and talk to him through a tv feed like it's a fucking skype video of course um but stokely said that they found isaiah cassidy uh, just not paying attention at the local Applebee's and jumped him, said something to the effect of, yeah, it's embarrassing to get your ass whooped in front of a bunch of appetizers listening to Billy Joel on the, on the overhead radio. <laughs> it was something like that. And basically said, like, you know, you either tell us what the stipulation is or, or when a match is or we're, you know... They had Isaiah up on like, it was uh, like some a five foot laughter. It was it was. They didn't even I've, show the ground. I've, I've been on those things. We had those at, at, at my job. They're only you can set them to like six feet high. They're not that high. Yeah, like we're but gonna wait, let them down. But Cass is seven foot tall. Okay, so we're thirteen feet high. <laughs> Can't beat that. By the way, watched a clip the other day of Enzo and Cass. I don't know why once WWE realized that Enzo was clear to those charges, they didn't try to bring him back. Like, my fucking God. I guess they just didn't want to backpedal. But they gave up on that tag team like long before those. Oh, you mean when they had uh, Enzo hanging in a cage in a ladder match? (sighs) And Big Cass is like, whoever won got to like, I don't know, keep. Enzo was a pet or something. Oh, it was I don't even know. Poor, that, it, it, it was piss poor planning. It was it was bad storytelling, which is unfortunate because they probably could have come up with a storyline on their own. They didn't oh, they need a storyline. They didn't need one. They just need to give the bike to to the Skywalker. Yeah. What, what did they? Oh my god! What did they used to call him? I can't remember. He used to something Skywalker. It was the best. He came up with the best names for himself. He did. He the, the promo I, we watched was actually uh, Enzo out in the ring and for some reason he didn't even have a microphone mm. but he was like mouthing everything because you know he's got the microphone tattoo and the on entire his hand. crowd the, the crowd, crowd filled it all saying. in it was so good so good bring back enzo and big cast yeah AEW sign enzo for like just just a minute i know i don't know why they don't do anything with him which is kind of weird i know enzo's had a little bit of a a weird independent career sense but yeah, you know well I, I like to see that cast is involved well i'm he's sorry doing, doing big well bill in the mlw now yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Um, I like to see what they're doing with the firm. I like everybody in it. Lee Moriarty, especially. I'm just a huge Lee fan. Although 
Egon is my dude too, Ethan Page. Yeah, we um, we started liking him through his own, through his YouTube first. Yeah, exactly. And toy hunts and his vlogs, and which we were never really one to do vlogs, but for some reason he's good. He's, he's just an entertaining guy. He's got yeah. an entertaining personality. But yeah. but this is all coming to a head, um, as we said before. Uh, Ethan was really mad, and that's why I guess they like kidnapped Isaiah because they wanted to know like when the match and what the stip was going to be and what the stipulations right, right. were for the match. Um, again, this is how you do things in wrestling world. You just kidnap people until you get mm-hmm. an answer. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is going to be happening this week coming up on Rampage yes. at the Hardy Compound. Yes. Oh, Stokely also said that he was going to go in Matt Hardy's house and turn all the lights on and rack up, rack his, up his power uh, bill. Power bill. Like, what, like, how can you not love this guy? How would they not just keep a mic in his hand at all times? I don't understand it. I love it. Stokely <laughs> is just, he's magic on the microphone. I don't know. I, don't, I wish they would have kept him with MJF. Like, yeah, I, I they had that little stint for for a while, but man, they would have been great back and forth. Yep, so good. I think they had to make a lot of interesting decisions when everything happened with CM Punk, and I think it's all worked out honestly for the best. I mean, I really hate to say it, but ever since the brawl out, I think the show's more entertaining because they've had the opportunity to look back and remember, you know, Private Party, the acclaimed. Uh, MJF, uh, Sammy Guevara, the these, are, these are all people that they need to just stick with and keep writing storylines with and obviously it's uh it's working i totally agree keeping up with you had mentioned something about writing storylines with all these performers we also have a uh, i guess a workhorse of AEW going on uh, up against a newcomer in AEW. we had jade take on taya valkyrie this week for the tbs title i almost said the tnt title um <laughs> yeah the tbs championship this, this was is, a, this has been fun like setting this up this has been one of this has been one of if not the most entertaining rivalry that jade has had agreed with anybody in AEW. They vibe really well. Jade's become so confident in her character, working really well with, with uh, Brian Daniels. Right. I think part of it has been because they've sold Jade as this massive, powerful woman. And I've, I've always, I've said something, I've said this all the time. It's like, she's not like a massive human being. She just looks larger than most of the females yeah. that's on the she's roster. Really so long she, legs. She looks like she's huge. When right. she stands next to like a normal, normal sized woman, for some reason, she doesn't look that big because she's only 5'10". She's my height. Yeah. Which, when you look at her on screen, they they the way they talk to her and the way they sell her it makes her look massive. Well, it's, it's good. They should. This you Amazonian know? style woman. Yeah. And it goes great with Taya Valkyrie because she's a she's a thick woman. Like yeah. no, Like let's not beat around the bush here. She looks great, but she's got like some density to her. Yeah. And it goes real well with these two because you have your fifty five and zero, who's undefeated, sold like a, a shit brick house. And then you've got Taya Valkyrie, who was just, without even talking about her, you can just look at her and be like, oh, she'll fucking tear some, she'll Absolutely. Tear some shit apart. But if you know anything about Taya Valkyrie, she has just run through every promotion Everything. that she can Everything. do, you yeah. know? Any country that she can be a part of something, she has been. She's racked up belts everywhere. So this not only is what I think is one of my favorite rivalries, but... It's fun and it makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense and it's a good thing for Taya because it's been a great challenge for her too. It's been a great challenge for both of them. Yeah. You know? 
um, they did end up finally having their match. And it was it was interesting because Mark and I kept looking at each other and we're like, everything they're doing is feeling like this is going to be it. Jade was 55 and oh, they went really out of their way to have Justin Roberts say like she's undefeated. Right. And it was the, just the most decorated champion yeah, in AEW. I was like, it feels like she might actually drop this. Um, but, I don't know what happened to the crowd. I think they thought maybe um, this wasn't going to be interesting and took a right. nap because... Jade Cargill pulled off a Canadian destroyer. Oh and my god, it was so good, so good. Crickets. But my my one thing though is I don't remember, and there was a stipulation with this match is that uh, Taya could not use the, the jaded, the jaded or the road to Valhalla, right? And I don't remember that being a thing. Yes, that like, was part I, of the thing with with Mark. But I don't understand why she would agree to that. I think it was one of those if you want to get your hands on me in the belt. Right. You have to agree to the stipulation. It just felt like once I heard that stipulation, it was like, oh, there's no fucking way she's going to win now. Well, who, Jade or Taya? Taya. I thought the opposite. I was like, well, I think maybe that they're setting that up so that Jade doesn't lose to the Jaded. Right. You know, how embarrassing would that be? Yeah, you don't get beat by your own move. But then when Jade did the surprise roll up, the most electrifying (sighs) move in all sports entertainment... Got I just, the win. I I agreed with the result because this is obviously setting up for something at double or nothing. Yeah, clearly a bigger this match, a, a, a more worthy match. I agree with the result. I completely disagree with the pathway to get there. I thought that the the roll up made Taya look weaker than it needed to because it was a weak roll up. It wasn't a strong, like, scoop, roll up, grab the ropes, do some heel shit. It, it was just a simple scoop. It, look, it looked like when uh, when uh, Owen Hart had to roll up Stone Cold after he broke his neck. Yeah. Like, just reach so up, like, weak. tapped him, like, come on, let's fucking go. Let's <laughs> right. finish this. It was just, and it might have just been the situation and the one single move, but sure. it just, it made the ending feel weaker than it could have been. It's really funny you say that because I have to 100% disagree with you. You just don't like me today. That's no, that's what it no. is. She was arguing with me before we started this, and now she's going to argue every one of my points tonight. This is this is where I... the podcast goes <laughs> off the rails, and we're turning this into a a wedding or a wedding, a marriage counseling podcast. No, we are not. Um, I actually really enjoyed this, and the reason oh, I didn't why say I didn't enjoy it. No, I think the ending was perfect. I think the ending was exactly what needed to happen. Mm-hmm. Some bullshittery, and I here's know, you're right. Here's why. Here's why. Because it pissed you off. Yep. It because got me it ready was for another match. It was too simple. Yeah, you wanted a rematch immediately. Everybody knew that that wasn't going to be the end of it. After all that, that all the talk that happened, a surprise roll up was not going to be the end of this, and that's why they did it. Yeah, they but took I'm a not gonna... Vin- Excuse me. <laughs> they took a classic <laughs> Vince, Vince, Vincent McMahon moment, and they did everything they could to make you think that the other person was going to win. You just Vicky Guerrero I did. me. No, I, Vicky would have been a lot worse. Oh, I know. Um, they they took a Vince moment and they made everybody think this is going to happen, and then they gave you the worst possible result at the end, and everybody just goes, "Oh, I thought Cody Rhodes was going to win the belt." You know, like one of those moments where the air is just sucked out of the room so that when Taya does win this belt or somebody else does win this belt, it's just going to feel so much better. We're going to go, wow, we went through all of these horrible things with Jade and Mark and 
then it's just going to feel gonna really have... good, you know, when Sky Blue comes in and gets the belt or something like oh, that. Oh, no, the, it's going to be Taya's going to win. Okay. She's going to hold the belt up, and then we're going to see the return of Chris Statlander. God. I'm still wanting, oh, I'm still waiting. Where's my girl? I'm, a, I'm, I'm. I was like, hoping for Chris man. Statlander and Jamie Hayter. I could see that. I'm waiting. I could see that. Because it, it's, it's like they're, they're holding off on a story with, with Jamie Hayter right now. They've got them yeah. so involved with the, like the, the outcast uh, and, and all that, and that seems like that's gonna just tie in a double or nothing, or even maybe even further and all in. But um, with Soraya being from England, I guess that would make a lot of sense, right? Um, right. Well, Jamie might not be involved in a storyline, but her best friend uh, Britt Baker certainly is starting to. And... Oh, I thought you were talking about me. <laughs> yes, you. Yes, <laughs> I am not involved in a storyline currently. Thank God. Oh my God, they make our life so much more dramatic. Actually, I'd be welcome. Why don't you get into a? Why don't you get into a rivalry with Jamie Hader? Oh man, I don't. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> <laughs> I know she hits hard. No, I'm but, good. <laughs> uh, Britt Baker and her wonderful boyfriend. I always want to call yes. her husband. Um, have been intertwined in uh, the JAS, starting to kind of poke their nose in their business, and Adam Cole poking back. And we saw the debut of somebody today that might just even the odds a little bit for Adam Cole. Uh, seeing how Kylie, o- Ky- Kylie, Kylie, you always say Kylie O'Reilly. Kylie O'Reilly, uh, <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly is out, and uh, Bobby Fish, Bobby is Fish obviously is, gone. He's, uh, he's with Impact, so I don't think we're going to be seeing him anytime soon. And I don't think he left on good terms with no, AEW. No, I don't think so either. Um, but we saw the debut of quite possibly the the week's internet most best kept secret in wrestling. Yeah, Roderick Strong. This one really slipped out under the dirt sheets and everything. Because yeah. usually when something's kind of coming like that, you can see it from a mile away. And there were there were or talks least, about it months ago. Or at least there's there's one person that might be like, oh, I heard, you know, so-and-so got released from their contract. Right. But there was nothing about no. Roderick Strong being released from WWE. Supposedly the, the biggest rumor that they had heard prior to this, obviously, was that he was still under contract with WWE. And the rumor was saying that he was more than likely going to start doing coaching for WWE, uh, not being an on-screen personality anymore and just doing more of the background stuff, which he's getting to that that age in his, his career that he needs to start considering something like that. And with, especially with WWE. I mean, God, he's 39 years old. He's not that old. No, no, I know. But when you've been doing it for 10, 15, 20 years, your body, it deteriorates faster. So right. at 40 years old, if you were to get a nice, solid, cushy training job to where you're only taking a third of the bumps all week and it's because you're training other individuals that's a huge thing because then you can just get the same pay do the same thing you do train the next generation of wrestlers yeah nice and cushy but i apparently decided that uh that wasn't for him and got a hold of tony khan or tony khan got a hold of him somebody figured out his contract was over and son of a bitch if we didn't see wednesday he with the uh, graphic for uh he's all elite yeah, especially so quickly after Jay White. I mean, this is huge. I mean, huge Tony Khan doing what he always does best and just signing, 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 signing. You just see new people. We got a Commander just signed, Bandito signed not too long ago. Uh, it, uh, you got fucking uh, Vikingos. He's been, not that he's signed, but he's been in, what, every week for the past three weeks? I yeah. think this past week, he, it was the only time he wasn't on. Right. Um, and now we've got Roderick Strong... Uh, teaming up with Adam Cole, Bandito, and Orange Cassidy, which seems so random but so fun, and they're going to be we'll taking that, on JAS this week. We'll have that really good that really good match between Bandito and I Orange Cassidy it. to open up uh, Rampage, I believe. Yeah, for the for the international championship, and yep. it was great, and they kind of established like a, a friendship 
between the two of them. Uh, Orange Cassidy tried so hard to put glasses on Bandito, but... Oh, it was so great. As uh, Taz said, he doesn't have any ears, which I don't know what the hell he was talking about. His ears were sticking out of his mask. It just it was, it was it was such a good effort, <laughs> and uh, if you watch anything of what culture, which I'm sure if you listen to podcasts, uh, you're probably in tune to it, because they're probably one of the leading media areas for uh, wrestling, um, but Goofy Wrestling for Life. Absolutely. And this was definitely Goofy Wrestling at its best. Uh, you had very t- two very talented guys doing their best efforts and just entertaining a crowd. And my God, they put on a hell of a match. They really Orange did. Orange Cassidy, he's, he's what, defended, that was his 21st defense? or was Something that like that. They said that he had defended his title more than any male superstar in AEW. Obviously, Jade being the, the right, highest. Right, the exception of that rule. Yeah. But. Absolutely incredible. He's been great. I think a lot of people uh, don't really appreciate Orange Cassidy, so having him have this long of a, a championship run and as good of one and competed against the people that yeah. he has, the, the lineup of yep. people that he's beaten I think to it, hold this title is incredible. I think we're coming to the end, though, because they've been teasing every time he gets in the ring, he's a little bit more beat up. His hand hurts more. His right. knee hurts a little bit more. Right. He gets up a little bit slower, which I can't blame him. It was like even if we're at twenty defenses, I know it's that's over twenty. That's a lot of a lot of defenses. Yeah. I mean, that's that's he's done it at least once a week. And it's always like he fights somebody who's from a different country. So it's like, yep, very interesting. Yep. You know, and it's, it's always, an international belt. You think it would go to an international star? And it's never been a lackluster match. Every one of the matches he's Agreed. been against been in has been fucking bell to bell. Yep. just action packed. Yep, and that's saying something for somebody who wrestles with his hands in his pockets. I know, right? And again, I've I swear to God on tw- on Twitter, I tweet this every week. If you don't like Orange Cassidy as a wrestler, I don't know if there's much hope for you in the landscape of wrestling. It's great. You need to go to gimmick, JCW so and watch motherfuckers hit each other with light tubes. I don't know what else you want. This dude not only puts on this goofy wrestling aspect, doesn't take it serious, and is an entertaining wrestler, and then performs better than any one of your favorite wrestlers. I, I don't know what the hell your problem is. Like it, it is, it is wrestling at its best. It's not maybe WWE level entertainment, but if you have three brain cells more than the it average WWE be, wrestler fan, then you should you should at least enjoy. It, at least enjoy the antics. Sure. You don't have to love the guy. Absolutely. But so I think he's going to add a fun dynamic to this eight-way match that's going to happen uh, coming up on Dynamite this week. Also, one more note about AEW is uh, coming up this week on Dynamite, we have MJF and Sammy Guevara will be teaming up against Darby Allen and Jack Perry, Jungle Boy. Uh, and depending on the outcome of this match, we might see a fatal four-way at Double or Nothing for the main event for the AEW World Championship. Which is the way I think it should go. Right. Uh, but of course, MJF has been teasing us and saying that that's not going to happen. Well, that's why he set up this whole tournament thing so it wouldn't happen. So right. he wouldn't have three men that could possibly pin not just him, but the other two guys and get the Absolutely. belt. Because that's a cha- the champion's disadvantage in a multi-man uh, right. non-one-on-one so nobody one wants match. that. Right. And of course, MJF wanting to have the easiest way out is trying to have at least a one-on-one. And now he's paid off Sammy Guevara to not only be guaranteed a match at double or nothing but to just lay down yeah get let mjf get the pin but become part of history ty also confronted sammy and said you know you do realize that he's not your friend right does anybody else realize that sammy should understand that right like sammy's (laughs) no fucking dumbass he's having a bromance you know 
he's, I'll tell you what, he's got some wool pulled over his eyes. He is blind as shit to what's going on if he really does believe that yeah. all this is hunky-dory. So I'm interested to see what's going to happen with the tag match if Sammy's going to kind of side with MJF because it only benefits Sammy to do so. Well, actually, I don't think it would benefit Sammy if you the other two You think it's win it. better yeah. to have two more people fight and have an opportunity oh, to sorry. win that I belt? Thought, you I, know thought what you mean? The, I thought you were speaking the other way around. No, I see, I think that the only, to benefit him, yeah, he would have to get the win over the other two because yeah, it would be a one-on-one. Right, even though his wife is telling him not to be friends with MJF, I think he needs to side with him on this match, so it's just, just one the last two of them. Little, one last little bit to get, to get the leg over. But see, I kind of thought that's what he was doing to begin with. He's like, right. oh, well, I have a guaranteed shot at, at a title match. Well, yeah, of course I'm going to play dumb and act like a kid and, and be yeah. like, oh, yeah, he's the best thing ever until it's time to go. And then I'm be like, no, nah, I'm not laying down. And exactly. I'm going to lay the whooping on him. But you can't go into the main event of Double or Nothing thinking that's what was going to happen. Right. You know? I, I still feel like they have one more ace up their sleeve. They 100% do. So I I'm interested to see. I don't think this is going to be a straightforward two versus two and... MJF one of the other is going to win, and that's going to no. be the end of it. And we're like, well, that's the title match. Nothing like that ever happens with MJF. Either they're going to win, either Darby Allen and Jungle Boy are going to win, and it's going to be something. They're going to do something else, or MJF and Sammy are going to win, and they're going to they're going to Tony Khan's going to come out and be like, Nah, we're still doing a four way because mm-hmm. I'm Tony Khan. It's got to be a. Four it's going to be. There's going to be. There's a missing element before Double or Nothing, right? And that's what in two weeks. Uh, Double or Nothing's at the end of May, so it's about a month. I get my. I'm getting all my. This weekend coming up, up is Backlash. Backlash and ROH tapings, which we will be attending. Yes. Uh, if you are going to the attend, go into the ROH tapings. Look for us. I don't know how the hell. I don't know how the hell you'd look for us. Just really, really <laughs> listen for us. We we will talk. We might actually be on time this time. Um, <laughs> but let's move right on into the WWE draft. I cannot tell you enough how excited I am that this is finally happening. Yes. I've been talking about it for weeks. It finally feels like Christmas morning, and here comes uh, Triple Papa H. Saint Nick. Yeah, Papa Saint Nick. <laughs> to uh, tell us what's what's going to happen while we get to see the future of WWE, at least for now. And he said that this is going to change the entire landscape of he claims. WWE. Uh, nobody is off limits, as we've st- stated before, but... We're going to go round for round. There's only four rounds, which I thought was very surprising. Yes. Actually, there is a bonus round here at the end, which yeah, happens but that after wasn't the show. On, that wasn't on air. It was... No, but we'll talk about that, heard too. about and that we didn't know about. Um, but round one, and both SmackDown and Raw had two picks. SmackDown picked first. Yes. So it's going to go SmackDown, Raw, SmackDown, Raw. And Triple H did name all of the first round, mind you. Yes. Yes. Um, round one, first pick, Roman and Solo as well as Paul Heyman. Yes. And the obvious them choice here. The bloodline. They didn't. Yes. So that is, uh, I believe that is the official going forward that those three are the bloodline. Yes. Um, no Usos to be found so no, far. But they are staying with SmackDown, which I think is Smackdown. the absolute right decision there. Uh, Raw ends up picking Cody Rhodes, which uh, that's interesting. Oh, and real quick before we go too far into this, Triple H also said because Roman is going to SmackDown, whoever wins the heavyweight championship is going to Raw. So they will be brand exclusive. Right, right. Uh, Bianca Belair will be going to SmackDown, as well as Becky Lynch will be going to Raw. Now, Bianca Belair is a little bit interesting. And I think that's Very. one of our, one of, other than obviously Cody Rhodes going to Raw and now not being in the title picture for the world title. Yeah. Uh, they, they have the heavyweight championship. 
but it's not the world title. Like it's he's not been the same. For. He's and he said it was his dream story. to win that. Right. You know, so interesting that that's how they're going to end it is say, well, Roman has this belt. We're going to create a new belt. And Cody has the opportunity at that belt, but he can't face Roman anymore. A lot of people are speculating that Cody Rhodes could still win the money in the bank contract. Sure. And cash that in on Roman. I think possible. I think it's kind of weak personally. That's two on the nose. That, that is a theory. It's two um, on the nose. But the other talking point here, we now have the Raw Women's Champion will be now switching brand. Yes. She and she no was longer... originally the SmackDown Women's Champion. And now going to SmackDown, and she uh, had already posted a video of her responding about going to SmackDown, um, basically said, now that I'm your Raw Women's Champion, or I'm sorry, your SmackDown Women's Champion, you know, I'm so glad to yacht about uh, whatever. Yeah. So what does this mean for Rhea? What's that mean? Yeah. Uh, and spoiler alert, Rhea doesn't get drafted this round. This, no. This, uh, and SmackDown. she also comes down out later on SmackDown, the with same exact the episode with the SmackDown belt. So Monday's going to be very interesting, even just in regards to this. Yeah. Where's Rhea going to end up? Is she going to go to Raw? Is she going to be in the same show as all of Judgment Day? And are we going to see them as one faction or split up? But what if she goes to SmackDown? What does that happen for the belt? That, I don't no. A lot of weird questions, and they didn't answer them. So. They didn't even reference them, too. They, they didn't, didn't never even brought it up that they, you no. know. So, yeah, round one, already throwing throwing people to the wind in different factions or different areas. Still haven't, like I said, we haven't seen any factions break up yet. Cody Rhodes is no longer in the Roman Reigns yeah. landscape. And we don't know where the Usos are going. Right. And, uh, I mean, Becky Lynch, I think it's no surprise that she stays with Ross. Sure. Uh, you gotta have got to have some star power there, and I think... She's going to be a real good one to keep on Raw. Agreed. Of Bianca Belair. Even Agreed. Though I w- I'd love to see them go head to head again, but we've already we did that last year. Yeah, two so. huge women. Smart to separate them. I don't think that's a bad move at all. Which which makes you think that of course Seth is going to be on that show as well. Of course, it would only make sense. Uh, kayfabe broken. They are obviously a married couple, and to have them on two separate shows could be very problematic for them. I think actually WWE changed the contracts a few years ago that if you have a spouse right. within the company, you, you can, can stay be on, on the same, same show. show. Makes Which, sense. It only makes sense. Yeah. How makes... rude would that be? You have conflicting work schedules, you know? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and it's a good thing that WWE does seemingly have that rule because that worked out great for the Street Profits, who yes. are not going to be separated. Which I thought was interesting. I thought I know maybe you had talked about Angelo and Montez would be split, and I don't. I don't think it's a bad thing either way. I don't think they have enough tag teams to break up the street profits like that and i think they could have said you know one's going on one show one the other they're not enemies they're just you know they got drafted separate you can still do a singles run with one or the other i mean look at you uh, can you know otis and um chad Chad. gable like it's same dynamic you could have them do that same thing even though they're a tag team you just would have to book it the right way right you'd have to have one basically take the reins and you have the other one as kind of the the sidekick or the Mm -hmm. guy that helps out you know i mean look at jamie Hayter and Britt baker right you know not that they were a tag team but they're kind of doing that exact same thing where Britt baker's the best friend the shaggy to her scooby-doo yeah exactly um so you can still do that but I think this was a smart idea, keeping them together, because they are, as a tag team, so over with the crowd. Every time they come out, people go off. They, I mean, they, they've got the moves together. They're, they complement themselves very well, because one's an acrobatic, and one's a, a dude that can knock over exactly. Braun Strowman when he's in choo-choo mode. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, mind you, I forgot to announce that round two was presented by none other than the whole effing show, Rob Van Dam <laughs> and Michael Hayes. Uh, everybody Michael, gave... Hayes, Michael Hayes looked like he was so confused. It looked like they both were in the same waiting room 
But right before they walked out there, Michael Hayes caught a massive contact buzz off RVD. Well, yeah, because RVD, he looked at the card. He read who he was supposed to, you know, say he, he was drafting or he was supposed to draft for right. what show. And it was upside down. Uh, no, no. He read them upside up, right side up. Before he came out, he read them right side up. So clearly he had them memorized. That's okay. But when he read them when he came out, they were upside down. And people gave him a lot of shit. But I, I, mean, th- I mean, he's a wrestler. He's not a fucking professor at a college. He already yeah. knew what he was doing. He had the, He's like me when I walk up to my boss and I have to say something to him. I like sit there and go, okay, the drill broke because of this. And then I walk <laughs> up and I go, excuse me, Dan, the drill broke. <laughs> Fuck, I fucked it up. So I, I get it. He's a, I he's get a, it. He's a dude that smokes a little bit more weed than he probably should. So he's got to get it in his head. So I'm sure he just had that card in his hand and was like he knew it boom um (laughs) gotta think of the shit practically exactly um so they were the presenters for this and and i have to say the second i saw michael hayes i went wow he looks like uncle howdy yes it could be you can't deny it could be i mean uncle howdy's been missing (laughs) for a minute so and there's michael hayes have you ever seen michael hayes and uh, uncle howdy in the same room no but i've never seen michael jordan and uncle howdy in the same room either so are you saying Michael Jordan's Uncle Howdy? <laughs> no, but... Uh. <laughs> he wouldn't have missed that shot if he was Michael Jordan. That is true. <clears throat> okay, so moving on to what was Raw's uh, first pick of the second round. They went with, and great choice, Imperium. All of Imperium, yes. which means Gunther, um, uh, Ludwig, uh, Kaiser, and... Oh, God. Hold Imperium on. What's the other one? Imperium number three. <laughs> I, I know this. I know this. They're all going over, so that means the... Intercontinental Championship will be on Raw. Yep. Um, again, keeping the factions together. So. And again, what does that mean for the United States title? Is that, is that means it's exclusively to Raw? Or I'm sorry, to SmackDown? What's that? I'm sorry. The U.S. title. I don't know. We haven't Imperium, gotten that far. Imperium has gone to Raw, which I still think that... I think this has been a great move because Imperium is a, a, a absolutely wonderful faction. Oh, 100% agree. Um, the next pick was the rated R superstar Edge who was going to SmackDown. Eh. And then uh, the original bro, which, of course, RVD had to announce, Matt Riddle yes. is going to Raw. Oh, I never even made that connection. No? Um, not a lot of moving in this in this round. Uh, but at the same time, I think uh, keeping the Street Profits and Imperium together was a really good idea. And, I mean, Edge, uh, you can hit or miss me with Edge right now. Uh, he's in his his little legends run. I'm he just said hoping he's only got like a year left good. before he comes End over it. to AEW. Come on over to AEW. Team up with Christian. Christian. No, Listen, Matt. I can Here have a go. dream match. Devon is not with WWE. Uh oh. Bubba's with Impact. Tony Khan have... has a good relationship with the people in Impact. It's not a bad one. Hear me out. Forbidden Door, mm-hmm. 2024. TLC three. TLC three. I'm down. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm down. I mean. Tony you Khan, got, you can use my ideas. I just want to. I just want a ticket. Yeah, right. Free like, fly me out and like fly us out fly and just let us watch. Maybe let me t- let me talk to your social media person. Like I re- like I'm loving their social social media. That's uh. Is it Rick Flair's Rick like Flair's daughter-in-law or something like that? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. I, I Fantastic don't know. job. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, so round three of the WWE draft. Uh, first pick for SmackDown. Bobby Lashley. Yes. Oh, this time presenting. None other than, talk about legends of our childhood, John Bradshaw, JBL, Yep, and Teddy Long. Which is surprising because there was only one faction that was even brought in to the draft on this round. So you would have think this would have been filled with tag teams. Oh, with Teddy? Yeah. With Teddy in it? 
It's just like a dream come true for Teddy if he would have been able to draft all the tag teams. There was no, there was only one, and it was it, it's a it's a I guess quad. Anyways, okay, so who do we Bobby, got? Bobby Lashley went first for SmackDown. Okay, uh, in a surprise. Drew McIntyre got drafted to Raw. Now, yeah, that was a really surprising announcement. His, his contract has been rumored to be up uh, for a little bit now. His, his Twitter, Twitter has blacked been completely out. blacked out. All references of WWE has been taken out of his Twitter bio, which I know Twitter isn't, uh, you know, life anymore, but it really kind of is in the wrestling world. Um, so I haven't seen anything from him in a while. I haven't heard anything from him. Nothing on TV. He just kind of vaporized out of nowhere. So but he's drafted. He's drafted. <laughs> he's going to Raw. Whether he shows up or not, it's a whole different oh, story. Yeah. Um, SmackDown then picked the entirety of the OC, and we end up. Well, of course. And then uh, real quick, uh, Raw end up picking him the Miz, which I can't understand why they wouldn't. He's Miz always TV been, on there is a great Miz idea. Has, he's he's been a staple in Raw for yep. years. I think yep. that's a great choice. Keep him there for um, sure. SmackDown. I really think they won this round personally i said that when we were tweeting uh, at caw wrestling pod we do talk about all wrestling things on there uh, especially when there's live wrestling between smackdown raw dynamite and rampage you should follow us at caw wrestling pod pod um, pod, 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 pod pod uh but i really think this that uh, that smackdown really got the best of this round oh they definitely um, did because they surprised the shit out of us when they hit the oc's music not yep. too long afterwards and, and they of all course came we're out. expecting to see mia kim and uh mia mia kim mia yim and uh oh, it's me chin Yes, Beechin <laughs> and the uh, Good Brothers come out, but we also saw the return of a formerly injured AJ Styles. Now, I don't know if he's uh, cleared to wrestle. He didn't do anything. He, he sat up he on the turnbuckle. He the way. Um, said and this, something gotta, weird didn't make sense. Got to make a comment about this. I'm so tired of watching the Viking Raiders get buried every week. Yeah. They came out, confronted the OC for, I don't know, and then just got absolutely stomped, which I get it. The OC, is, you know, they just kind of made their quote-unquote comeback. Uh, AJ Styles, he is obviously not 100%. He kind of told them to do their thing. Uh, you also have two men and a, and a woman with, with Viking Raiders, so I get it. I, I just It sucks to see the Viking Raider, Raiders get called up by NXT, had such a good run in ROH, right. and they just get shit on every single week. They, they get do. squashed, they get, and they look like ass, and they look like the anime kid in in our school that did the anime club and mm -hmm. he's running around pretending he's a viking now and, and it's i just don't like, like the valhalla it. like they have to look over at her to like get permission from yep. the gods to like yep. attack she, she is their like instructions like Does, do they know. really need her to tell them like go ahead and attack i think they leaned a little bit too hard into it they I, leaned way too hard into i think it. if they leaned into more of a practical sense of using the the Viking blood in them to, you know, kind of like how Seamus does his, you know, his Celtic warrior. Yeah. And you got the Scottish. It's not corny, You know, though. you got uh, Drew McIntyre. What does he call himself? The Scottish fucking swordsman or whatever the hell yeah. he is. But it's, you know, you're playing into the into the, the, the image of that. Sure. It, now you have, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's almost like too much. It's like a Disney movie or something, yeah. you know. The Viking Raiders. And yeah. Kinda... Which you can have them as the Viking Raiders, but like, you don't need to have them come out with like loincloths yeah <laughs> like i get the gimmick but tone it back just a little bit yeah and they wonder why it's not working yeah so it, it but it's a shame I, it, they just get squashed and now they have a match with uh with the oc next week and i'm sure it's going to be a lot of the same of just getting the shit kicked out of them but what a missed opportunity they're just going to do gallows and anderson versus the viking raiders why not have Meechin and sarah logan be or excuse me valhalla be a part of this too i don't know missed opportunity. I, I, it's it's I don't, I don't know why they're not or, using her you know, as a wrestler either. 
I don't know because she is. And she all she's done is just showed up and, and stole a couple of gimmicks a handful of times and then yeah. had to change it three times until it finally looked somewhat original. Nah, can't get behind it. Shout Sorry. out to Max the Impaler. Yeah. Look her look them up. They're yeah, an amazing do. wrestler and they they'll, they'll rip your face off if you disagree with their tendencies. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so moving on to round four, which was really a sad round. Um Poor uh, Shawn Michaels, the heartbreak kid. And heartbroken. Was heartbroken. Fucking and heartbroken. Road Dog came out to announce round four. So it didn't go too bad at first. Uh, we started off with damage control, all of damage control, which yes. is uh, EO Sky, Dakota Kai, and Bailey going to SmackDown. As we a had, cohesive unit, which yes. we thought we, everybody thought that they were going to get broken up. Yeah, I really thought it was time to give EO a singles run, but we're, we we still could be doing that. I, st- I still and think they're on their way to do it. I do. At least kicking Bailey out. And mind you, um, none of this uh, draft like goes into play until after backlash just want to make that clear backlash is this weekend so once monday night raw hits the following week not this week coming up the following week then all of this comes into play but uh round four again damage control is going to smackdown shinsuke nakamura is going to raw and here's where it got really rough for for hbk and really surprising because nxt doesn't normally do this they drafted their women's tag team champions to smackdown which is alba fire and uh isla dawn and let me see what do they have a tag team name Nope, looks like just singles. Uh, And then also, going to Raw again, holy shit, can't believe they did this. They took their NXT Women's Champion and drafted them to Raw, which is Indy Hartwell, which... Who has a huge backstory with Dexter Loomis? Yep. Um, Candice, Candice LeRae. LeRae, which you happen to be wearing a short for. Oh yes, I do. <laughs> and uh, uh, Johnny Gargano. Yeah, it's um, I, I probably the most surprising draft of the night, and I'm sure that's why it was the last dra- last two of the draft. Um, what a win for WWE! The, the main roster go- needed a really good tag team. Right. Desperately, women's tag team. And they desperately needed another women's star. Right. So, Indy Hartwell, super young, super athletic, great talent. Uh, it's so humble to actually see when they do the NXT call-ups and see everybody like yeah. sitting there and hugging each other. And yep. It's emotional. It's really cool. And it's really exciting. So, I'm glad they went back to doing that because they didn't do it for a while. So, right. Right. that ended uh, round four, which we thought was going to be the absolute end well, of the, the for, SmackDown draft. For SmackDown, it was. Uh, we you know we also had a couple matches in between. We ended up seeing uh, the Usos took on Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens for the belts. Didn't end up uh, mm-hmm. winning, which I thought the ending of that was a little strange. Um, there was matches like sprinkled throughout. Oh, but- I loved uh, the relationship that Braun Strowman and Ricochet are finally like developing because. Obviously, when you go back to last week, Braun Strowman and Ricochet had a match, and not quite well. Braun, Braun threw Ricochet a little wobbly. And well, Braun had a couple of Tweety Birds flying around his head. He apparently has suffered a concussion. Yeah. Well, um, if you was... watch the video back, Braun picks up Ricochet, goes to throw him. Uh, he doesn't quite get him as far as he wants to. Ricochet hits the ground, yep. which was the tag in for Ricochet to be in the match. Braun then goes to get out, hits his head on the turnbuckle, and like falls onto the apron, which I guess led into a small concussion. He ends up coming back. They have a three-way match, tag team match, between Braun and Ricochet, uh, LWO, and was it the Viking Raiders? Yes. Uh, I just love that they actually like joked about the dynamic between Braun and Ricochet and exactly what we were talking about, the botch. 
Braun was like, hey, I'm going to like throw you to Ricochet. And Ricochet was like, are you sure you got me? And right. Braun's like, yeah, 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 I got you. And he did. And, like, it was yeah, a perfect. They play, but they, they're playing on their. It's, it's really it's, funny. It's, 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 it's fun to actually see WWE playing on things that don't go right. Yeah, like you know Michael I mean? Cole picking on Top Dollar. Oh, so good. So good. Um, but yeah, this the entire SmackDown was actually like I said, one of the best SmackDowns we've watched all year. Super entertaining. Um, and they put over a lot of the teams that are being drafted. Like the Street Profits came out. Of course they won. They right. just got drafted. So it was right. a good way to like put over the teams and make make you excited for the people that are coming to the draft. But apparently, and I don't know if this is news to you because it was news to us, there's a <laughs> SmackDown like after show that you can it's watch called on Smackdown Peacock. Lowdown. I don't think I've ever heard of that in my life. It's been going on every week for months now. Uh, it's a it's exclusive to Peacock, uh, and it's like a twenty twenty five minute uh, like post SmackDown show, which is crazy for a two hour show. It's a twenty five minute post show, right? And it, they they treat it like it's uh, you know any other sports center or anything like that. Sure, yeah, your your post match interviews. Yeah, and I I didn't realize that there was, so we might have to go and check that out because they always they've got a couple of interviews. They had one with Rhea Ripley. Uh, they had one with Sammy and uh, KO. Um, so it's, I'm sure they've got some good information on there. Uh, but while they were doing this and I woke up to the news the next morning, uh, laying in bed, staring at my phone, trying to figure out why Apollo Crews was on my screen. Yeah. Um, we had had some developments on the SmackDown lowdown. They drafted, uh, some more, uh, with raw picking up the Viking Raiders, Dexter Loomis, Candice LeRae, Maximum Male Models, Zoe Stark, JD McDonough. Uh, Apollo Crews, Natalia, and Sonya Deville, and Chelsea Green. Uh, also, SmackDown ended up picking, and I don't know who picked this round, but you've got Lacey Evans and Shit Row. I didn't even think Hit Row was going to get drafted, so... I, um, I, uh, yeah. I can't believe they're getting another chance. I, and I really don't want to... We say this all the time. I don't want to be the podcast that talks bad about anything, but I just can't get behind them. Well, what I really and I think, just can't get behind Lacey Evans. What I really think is sad about this list is this is, with the exception of Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green, and Natalia, all of these people are very, very seldomly used on TV, uh, other than the Viking Raiders. But they're just like they're they're mid carters. Uh huh. Just it, they could have done an extra round. I don't they, know why I, they didn't. They, they had the time. They could have done an extra round somewhere of yeah. somebody walks out, oh, we're drafting, bop, 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 and nah. Yeah, because it's sad because uh, I really want to say that I'm excited to see Apollo get another opportunity. I thought he was fantastic before. I, re- I literally remember the first time I ever saw him. He had just gotten brought up from NXT. Mark and I did not know who he was, and he did. I can't even remember who he fought. Did and an both of job. us were like, I'm not, I don't know who this is. Uh, originally when you see him and this happens with almost every wrestler what is special about them right you know he's just a guy got a great smile but what is so special about apollo and then he wrestled and i cannot believe how limber and like easy he makes everything look to so to hear that he got knocked down nxt got given this horrible racist gimmick um it's just super no, we, sad. We don't even talk about. No, that. I don't. I just want to say that I'm really terrible. happy that through everything that he has continued to work hard, present everything very well. 
I'm really excited for his future. I think he's phenomenal, and I'm really happy he's getting another opportunity up on the card. When he got called, it was like, I can't even explain it. He was just so happy, and he was like, I'm, I'm back again. You know, like It was such a good feeling to see through right. everything that he's been through for him to get a shot. Also, Zoe Stark is getting her shot. Right. Uh, JD McDonough, who has just been absolutely killing it in NXT. Weird, though. They, I'm excited. I, I just did the count. Raw ended up drafting in that quote-unquote round. SmackDown drafted four people. Raw drafted 13. Yeah, it's weird. Um, but we also it's have... It's supposed to be a 50-50 split, too. We also have more news that happened on the SmackDown lowdown. Uh, we have four free agents. Yeah. Which I didn't Two know we I doing. get. I didn't Two know, I get. I, but okay. I didn't even know we were doing... what the, the free agents was a thing. Have they ever done um, that before? I don't know. I think indirectly. Like, I don't think they ever went, oh, this person can go between brands. Or uh-huh. if they did, they don't think they called them free agents. Um, but, uh, Dolph Ziggler. Understandable. Uh, honestly, uh, Omos. I guess MVP secured I, Omos a spot to yeah, go yeah, between they made the a two. Big, they made a big deal that MVP struck a deal with WWE so he could be, you know, used on both and seen more. Uh, I kind of understand it. I feel like they're trying to sell Omos as like the next big thing. Um, so you would kind of want to see him a little bit more. Uh, but Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali, oh my God. Mustafa Ali. Mustafa Ali, Sorry. I think that was a great move too. Him and Dolph putting them between the two shows is great because they are so unbelievably talented yet underutilized that people don't realize they add so much to the shows. Right. So to have them go back and forth is so smart. But the last pick, I don't know who negotiated this. NXT's Vaughn Wagner. I don't even... I'm surprised they even pulled this guy This up. dude looks like two steps behind the Neanderthal chain. He really does. But what's really weird is like he's been in NXT forever. Yeah. Forever. And the I only mean, maybe, time I ever really see anything about him is because he does weird stuff like almost hit people in the face with a ladder. Now, the one thing I... <laughs> yeah, oh, that's right. You're talking about in NXT, he was like trying to set a ladder up and he almost hit that poor woman in the mouth. Yeah, like he's just... I don't now, ever see anything good about him. You the know? only thing I can think that they're doing is you now have, in the way they announced this, I'm looking at the tweet right now. Okay. Uh, they singled out, as announced SD Lowdown, the following superstars have been declared free agents and can appear on Raw and SmackDown. Ali, Ziggler, and Von Wagner. Furthermore, the uh, MVP has negotiated for Omos to be a free agent and appear on both shows. For some reason, they in, they they individualized Omos and then grouped Von Wagner, Ali, and uh, Ziggler into one group. And I'm wondering if they might play with that a little bit, saying, well, we're the free agents. We're, you know, oh, we can go back and forth. and Because okay. Mustafa and Ziggler already kind of have a, a rivalry yeah. going. They've been, you know, and for a couple weeks. Mustafa's doing this whole, like, positive Ali, you know. Right. It might be one something like that where they're going to be like, okay, well, let's just be happy that we're on, we can go to both shows, you know, and just okay. I wonder if they're going to play into that a little bit. Trying to use like the two people who know how to put people over better than anybody else in the business and then sticking it with a guy who needs all the help in the world. Right. Okay. Right. And make I them into, a, into a pseudo faction, even if it's just the, almost like the 24-7 title of of these these three, like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Raw this week. I'm gonna I'm gonna beat Braun Strowman. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, you That's think fun. You're, you're, I like I'm that. Gonna, I'm gonna go to to SmackDown and I'm gonna take on uh, Solo Sokoa. Do you think it's gonna be a, like a friendly thing or more I like think a it's competition? Start like that, and then it could turn okay. into something more. Okay. But I think they have. I, I I I didn't like this initially, but I I I'm I'm enjoying 
the freedom that certain individuals, and I'm kind of hoping they might put a couple more. I don't know who, but I, I could see like maybe one, maybe two more free agents. I maybe on the female side. So the same idea, they can flip flop back and forth. I, interesting moves WWE is doing, and I'm I'm excited for it. I like it. It's nice to see a little maybe bit of like a shake up. We haven't seen the draft for what I think a 2016. I think was the last draft. Somebody, somebody, double check that on me. I don't, I don't know. think that's right. I, thought I might it, be wrong. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it might be getting late, and the caffeine's wearing <laughs> off. Uh, but it's been a few years, so hopefully this will kind of throw things. They desperately the need it. They need storylines that don't involve the same people. You know, it's just really boring when uh, the Street Profits come out and you already know that the Viking Raiders are going to come out too. Or, you know, it's just like the same thing over and over. And I don't want to see the same storyline over and over. I want to see something new. I want to see people that haven't fought each other yet. And right. that's what's really fun. You don't know who's going to come out. You don't know what's going to happen. I guess that's the really fun part about having those people go back and forth. You know, uh, you never know when Dolph Ziggler is going to show up, which is so smart. And if you love podcasts, I mean, you're listening to ours. Chris Van Vliet has a really great pod- podcast, and he just did an interview with Dolph Ziggler. And Dolph mm-hmm. Ziggler pretty much said, I put my foot in my mouth because I ended up being so good at selling that now I have to sell for everybody. It's true, though. He's so good at it. He knows it. He's so good at it. <laughs> All right. So that will do it for SmackDown's portion of the draft. Uh, coming up on Monday Night Raw, we'll have the other half of the draft, which has 50% of the roster up for grabs, including the Usos, Akira Tozawa, uh, Cedric Alexander, Shelton Benjamin, and Charlotte Flair. Yes. So a lot of interesting people. I was hoping to get your opinions. I know it's a crazy thing in a podcast that we have. Yeah, right. Of who do you think or who would you like to see go to certain brands or okay who would you like to see in in the same brand with one another well after looking back i'm actually looking on twitter again if you don't follow us at c uh you should uh, we are at caw wrestling pod yes. i see that sean ross sap has actually retweeted uh the lineup for the draft and i see a couple people in here that i didn't see before okay nothing major but maxine dupree is one of them and she has been drafted to raw so yeah, uh, she was max, she was with uh She is actually part of Maximum, Maximum Man Models. Okay, yeah, perfect. Was Wasn't sure. MMM. Yep. Um we still have Chad Gable and Otis, maybe you want to call Alpha them Academy. OTs. Uh Alpha Academy. So that's somebody who's up uh on both, Raw. Both very valuable. Either yeah. SmackDown or Raw could use them. This could be a very interesting time to finally break up this tag team and put Chad Gable on a singles. Right run and put Chad Gable on SmackDown and put Otis, Maximilian Models, mm-hmm. and Maxine on Raw. Now, they do have them listed as a cohesive unit as a uh, as Alpha Academy. Yes. So I, And again, that doesn't mean that they're not able to break up tag teams, but we have yet to see that. So it would be one of those things to where if that was their fir- if that was the first tag team to break up, that would be interesting. They did that to the New Day a few years, a few, uh, a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, like I up. said, it was just you, you didn't expect it. So I think that would be fun because right. it didn't happen on SmackDown. Maybe it'll happen on Raw. So now, that's, that's one of the things I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen there. That being said, I brought up the New Day. There's rumors going around that we might see the return of a Big E Langston. I don't even want to get excited about it. I do. Oh my god! I, love I don't to see because e it's been a year. You know everything that happened. We with, just hit the one year. Yep. Him even surviving the injury that he got is phenomenal. For him to be able to walk and and do what he does is phenomenal. So the right. idea of him being able to come back and wrestle 
is not only a dream come true, I'm sure for Big E, but for us, like oh, yeah. I, just such a big. Didn't get nearly huge enough. Big e uh, fan. Didn't get nearly enough time with that belt. He should have had a better run with the with uh, the championship belt. That's a whole different story. But we do, I hope there's still another chapter in the book of Big E. Uh, but we, I mean, we do have uh, Kofi Kingston's out with an ankle injury. Uh-huh. I don't know how long, but it's been it's been a good little minute. Like, what do you think the chances we'll see the New Day come back? Uh, it, it's interesting because there's so much push on Xavier as a singles competitor. Ever all of since a sudden. that match with Gunther, he's been and I in the love it. limelight. There's oh, yeah. a great vignette on his Twitter of him, you know, talking about this is his time. You know, this is his opportunity. And right. I think this would be a really good time for him to have a singles run. Because me personally, I don't know what it is. I think everybody can see the potential of Gunther, but the writing's on the wall. I think he's gonna be one of the people that goes for this heavyweight championship talking about xavier or gunther gunther i think he's ready for the next belt up and i think it would be fun to have somebody like xavier having the intercontinental belt right um maybe they'll do a rematch and that'll be what happens maybe he wins a different belt i don't know but i think putting uh xavier woods on a singles run would be great because he's a singles competitor i love kofi and i think kofi's a great singles competitor i think biggie's a great singles competitor are they better together no doubt no fucking doubt it's the new day i love the new day right um I hope we get to see Big E, and that would be such a surprise entrant. Like, oh, by the way, we drafted Big E. Could you imagine the pop? Oh, it'd be amazing. It'd be absolutely insane. I mean, you'd get tears from me, so Hopefully hope. we'll see that. Who knows? Um, what do you think about Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler? They... Why are you going to ask me about that? Well, I'm trying to get a bunch of different opinions. Okay, all right. We've got Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. They won... The four-way women's match at WrestleMania. Right, which apparently did nothing for them. And then we just don't see anything. Do you think they're even going to show up? Do you think they're even going to be drafted? Do you think they're going to be even a driving force from here on out? It feels like Shayna Baszler has just been absolutely like neutered. Are they, They're listed together, though. On they this. are listed as one solid tag team, which I mm-hmm. guess that's they're, they're a tag team I, now. I'm a hard pass on that. I, I don't like them in, together. I actually like Shayna. I think singles run, great idea. Great idea. Dominant force, technical wrestler, huge NXT star, definitely. I just, I don't like the tag team. The mic skills with both are horrendous. And then you put them together and it's like. Yeah. You don't have somebody to lean on. Not doing it You know, Big Cass wasn't good on the mic. That's okay. Enzo's got it. Look at this. This is, neither of them have it. For our final thing. And this was, I just realized this as you were just responding to what okay, we were talking sure. about. There's one name that I do not see on either one of these lists. Oh, I'm also not seeing Bray Wyatt? Bray Wyatt. Oh, God, list, I didn't even notice that. This list comes from WWE.com. It was posted yesterday. It's funny that you said that because I noticed it at the same exact time. That there is, is no really Bray Wyatt listed. Let me double, let me double check, make sure my... No, no, I mean, this is, is posted no in alphabetical Wyatt. order. That is an interesting huh, thing. There's but been... Drew got a spot? Yeah. There's no Uncle Howdy, which I can kind of understand. He's not really a performer, but no Bray Wyatt. Hmm. And they have we haven't heard hide or tail from him in I don't even know how long. Wow. I don't know what's going on with that. Do that th- could be interesting. I mean, maybe it's something that they're trying to be like, oh, is he going to come back? And then they have some type of 
hopefully, wishful thinking, some type of plan for him. Anything for him besides squashing L.A. Knight in a Mountain Dew match? And then never coming back? Yeah. Dealing with a physical issue still? Who knows what that means? That's like going to a local medical facility. Exactly. It could be anything. So wish him and his career the best. But yeah, you are 100% right. He is not on this list. I mean, Johnny Gargano's on this list. He doesn't even wrestle that much. Which that wasn't, I wasn't going to bring it up, but since you brought it up, that is the only individual of the way. That hasn't been drafted. That has not been drafted. I mean, it would be fun to switch him up, but with the whole idea of your spouse goes with you, you would think that he would be drafted with Candice. Right. Who is also with Dexter, who is also with Indy, if I'm not mistaken. So maybe they'll bring them back out and try that again because that worked. Yes, it did. That worked really well. So yeah, um, lots of uh, interesting things. Like, honest to God, that I did not realize the Bray Wyatt thing until just now. And that has got... Um, me very well interested in what's about to happen yeah with, with this draft i'm intrigued too which is nice because as we're recording it it's sunday so we get to find out this tomorrow but so you will be hearing um, this monday morning mm, if you're a good question. podcast listener who's riddick moss uh they've they've renamed not renamed but they gave madcap moss they no longer call him madcap moss he's oh, back riddick. to riddick moss that okay was what they originally had called him oh in, okay I believe nxt well you got me on that Thank i saw, you for it, the information. saw it on twitter one of those things i just didn't think about it because it was so insignificant because he hasn't done much since okay he's here. well that's fine whatever uh, oh also interesting that we have braun Strowman and ricochet being put as a, as tag, a tag team, team. as well yes. not separately yes uh, and Karrion Cross has with Scarlet next to his name. So she's, I guess, not a performer, just some flavor. Which, again, is weird because she can wrestle as well. Uh, I think she's WWE, a- these women also <laughs> know how to wrestle, too. They're they're not just, you know, bodies. They they can wrestle. Scarlet's a pretty good body, though. I'll tell you what. You want to see, see some interesting uh, wrestling matches with Scarlet? Watch Impact. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the... There's some really good potential in these signings for for what's coming up with Raw. Um, I don't know. I don't know what they have planned. Well, we're going to find out here. Well, by the time you guys hear this, it'll be this afternoon or this evening, I guess. Uh, we will be having the second half of WWE Raw or the WWE draft on Raw. Yes. You can tell it's getting late because we are messing up left, right, and center. <laughs> so I think we're going to call it here. I don't think there's, I think we've covered everything. We've got the draft, AEW. I mean, we missed a bunch with AEW, but there's so much to talk about. It's the wrestling world. It's such a good time to be a wrestling fan because it is. I feel like every time we do a podcast, I don't have enough time. I don't want to. There's more than enough content. We're we're almost at an hour and 10 minutes. I'm not trying to like kill our listeners. Hear me out and and spare me the 45 seconds while I, I just say my congratulations to one of, uh, the biggest stars to have left WWE in the recent months, that is Naomi. Congratulations to her. Trinity Fatu is now, now going signed by Trinity. to Impact. That's her real name. Yes, I know. Uh, to Impact. I don't think they're going to do the Fatu. That would be weird. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she showed up in... Uh, I don't think the episode has debuted yet. So no, it has not. It spoilers. debuts this week. Well, I mean, um, Impact posted it. It's not like it's a secret. Yeah. Mercedes uh, Monet was in the crowd supporting and, uh, her friend. And CM Monk was supposedly in the back. I mean, he took a picture with Jordan Grace. He so, was also yeah. on the back uh, at SmackDown. Supposedly. And yeah. if you ask Danhausen, apparently CM Punk puts ketchup on his bananas. Oh, my God. Danhausen. <laughs> You're wearing a Danhausen shirt right now. I love Danhausen. Love that Danhausen. <laughs> uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, we've I got could sit so here much- for another oh, hour God, and 10 could. minutes and speculate about what the hell CM Punk is doing, but 
Maybe we'll get into that this week. Maybe we'll get into an episode and you and I will just sit down with it. it actually, Wait, I wanted to instead know. Instead of Where's Waldo, where's CM Punk? We're, we're thinking about doing a, a supplementary second, second, second show of uh, just little like 20, 30 minute tidbits of just us shooting the shit off the hip. Nothing real planned, not going ever over anything. If you uh, think you'd want to hear something like that. or You know, maybe some classic matches yeah. that we have have seen as kids. Uh, classic matches that people talk about. You Terrible know, if matches. If you love wrestling, you, you gotta watch this. Uh, we're even throwing around the idea of maybe something called uh, coffee and wrestling a light roast yeah I don't just, know. tell us what you think yeah if you're, you'd be interested in hearing that let us know if not let us know uh, you can reach us at CAW wrestling pod on all social media platforms that includes Twitter Instagram and Facebook those are the three and YouTube and YouTube those are the four that we're most active on um, you can follow me at gunk Dudley on my own personal Twitter and I'm at a bacon party uh, if you are listening to our podcast, take a screenshot of it and, and tag us in social media posts and let us know what you thought of us. We'll retweet you, call you out, or call you out. We'll, yeah, we'll call you out on the podcast. Um, <laughs> We'd love to have a conversation with you on Twitter. If you follow us at all or you just want to talk with us after the show, uh, please participate. We'd love to have a chat with you. Uh, if you do have a moment, please give us a five-star rating on uh, Spotify, Apple Music, whatever platform you're currently Google listening Music, to this Samsung on. Samsung apparently is a popular one. would really, really appreciate it. That's what helps us get uh, no- you know, noticed by... People all, not even all over the country, but all over the world. Thank yeah, you to our Ireland to up, and Germany uh, listeners. Yeah, danke to uh, our German fans. I don't ah, know what yes. I don't know what the uh, Ireland Irish uh, greeting or what, so. Hi, um, thank you <laughs> thank for you. listening. Thank I really you. appreciate it. We're apparently no, uh, we've been in the top uh, 150 uh, wrestling podcasts in Ireland, which is mind blowing to even fathom that we're top anything anywhere. Uh, so really, and it's really all appreciate thanks to you. It. Yeah, so thank really, you. really appreciate it. There's no way I could cheat that. There's not enough VPNs I could pay for to, to get the listens we get out there. So thank you so much <laughs> to anybody who listens to this, whether it's domestic or international, whether you understand what we're talking about or you're just sitting here listening to us bitching at us and whining about how stupid we are. Thank you so much for we interacting with it our podcast. We, we work hard at this and we really enjoy doing this. And anybody who enjoys listening to us, it makes makes us it makes our heart feel so good and thank you so much and we really appreciate you listening to this uh, episode of coffee and wrestling the wrestling podcast we will catch you in the next episode